welcome to episode 95 of 90s Court. I am one of your hosts, Lisa. I'm the other one, Andy. And I am so stoked to be here tonight. I don't know why. There's nothing special about tonight, per se. I'm just excited to be here for some reason. We're just so um, excited to be with you, listener. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. I'm Jessica Spano. I'm hopped up on caffeine peel. Pill? Peels? Pills. Yeah. Wow, Texas. And uh, I'm ready for the show. So what's up, Andy? I'm, How you doing, I man? mean, I'm good. I'm here. I <laughs> <laughs> I am present. He Lisa says. is more just like like I like you guys get uh like probably the 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 most insane version of me of the entire week, which is literally just before my day off, like the the night before my day off, and so like I've just yeah. been going nonstop. And so you guys get Andy that is just either like high, crazy, insane, or just unconscious like just there's no in between that's me so well, you know what we we work together we, we have our lives taped the great thing about yeah we do it's i i forgot my life is the truman show yes exactly <laughs> we do have yes. our lives taped my name is uh my so anyway so let me tell you about the show though because i forgot we're still recording a podcast episode yeah, here yeah i guess um, so this is 90s court and what that means is that we hear Talk about things from the 90s, shocker. And what we like to do is we take two <laughs> things from the 90s, maybe something that's a little bit comparable, something that have some sort of common thread, and then we put them together in court, we discuss them, and you're probably thinking, like, does that mean that you guys are going to, like, put together some, like, really, really well-thought-out points with some really deep information that no one else could possibly know because you, like, read a bunch of books on Pepper Ann and, and Anna, Angel Anaconda, some, like, nope. scholarly research? No. Um we didn't. We just read up on it and watched the show on television. And then we're like, here's what we thought about it. And then you guys tell us which one you like more. Ish, if you want to. Ish. I mean, you, you could, like, theoretically, you could be like, I listened to the court case and decided I like Lisa's side better. But you probably won't. You'll probably just right. say, I like this show better. Because it would be an insane thing to be like, you know what? I know that I did like uh, Pepper Ann better. But you've swayed me, Lisa. I like this show better now. <laughs> Do you think so? We'll see how that goes, because do not be uh, confident that that's what's going to happen tonight, because mm. I do not believe that that's oh, I'm not saying I'm not today. saying one's going to win over the <laughs> other. I'm just saying, like, someone changing their mind entirely mm. would be insane, because, like, you know what? I know I like that show better, but Lisa made a good point. I changed my mind. Or Andy made a good point. I changed my mind. Lisa made a good point is not a sentence anyone has ever used, <laughs> but that's a very sweet thing to think. You so. made Lisa made a point. <laughs> Lisa said words. She Lisa sure did. Um, so thank you for telling us about the show. We've mm -hmm. got um, some very special fans of the show that we need to shout out to at this moment. And if you don't mind, I'd be happy to take the floor for Please just do. a moment. To our Patreons, here we go. To our incredible, amazing, most handsome, and most honorable executioner, Michael. We salute thee. Bra, we bra, applaud bra. thee. We are excited about your participation on next week's show. I think we've been saying that for like five weeks, but we actually have a schedule now. Like it's on the schedule. We do. It's, it's for on the real, books. For it's real, happening. For real. And we're we're super we're super excited. Um, so thank you, Michael. You are the coolest. Uh, to our realist MVP, the one, the only, Judge Troy. Ba -da -ba -ba -da. We applaud. We applaud all that you do. You glorious bastard. Yes, I called you a bastard. We love you. We love you. Um, and now to uh oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's what I've got. To our sexy bailiffs, Ooh. which I'm going as for Halloween, by the way. I'm going to be a sexy bailiff for Halloween. Uh, bailiff Alyssa, you delightful, amazing queen. Say the second Thank one how you. it's spelled. <laughs> I I fixed it on my notes. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Uh, thank you for your support, Alyssa. Bailiff Evelyn, in my original notes, it came out evenly. Um, <laughs> my 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 MacBook loves to make changes like that without showing me. So, Bailiff Evenly, um, you are the coolest <laughs> bailiff in all the land, especially even if you go by Evenly. Uh, even if you go by that, that's fine with me. Imbalance bailiff Anthony. That's <laughs> true. Bailiff Anthony, you are just the bee's knees. My good sir, thank you for your support. And finally, Bailiff Jake, my dude, you get the final salute of the show. Thank you for your support of 90s Court uh, and all the messages and all the cool stuff. And for everyone who participates in our Facebook group, 
uh, pings us on Instagram or Twitter. It's just, it's so much fun to engage with you guys. So thank you for the people who support yeah. the show and for the people who talk to us on the community as well. You're all both, you're all very attractive and good looking. Yes. Very this sexy. That's what we're trying evenly. to say. Yeah. yeah. We're sexy evenly. Um, yeah. So, hey, we have a show also that we do. Mm-hmm. And as part of that show, I sometimes say things. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> so for my thing today, um, you might know us occasionally, like we come in and you're just like, oh, what a clever topic, Andy or Lisa, that you came in with. But sometimes it's also just us being lazy. And so I actually How have you? for you, Lisa, a special 90s quiz. Yes! That's right. Awesome. I found another one different than the ones that we've done in the past and so i'm very excited (laughs) uh because honestly i really enjoy these and i think the people at home can partake um so if you could because i know it's hard not it's harder to do it but don't jump in and say the answer immediately so that if somebody is wanting to guess at home i will still let you do the opportunity to say i'll get it without the without the multiple choice okay so but then we'll wait like a beat and then we'll have you answer that way if they want to guess at home they can get it too so gotcha this one you're going to get right because you've literally covered on the show. Like, the amazing thing was I got 14 out of 15 right, and the last one, I, the one that I missed, I, I honestly should have gotten right. It was just like a 50-50 coin flip, so. Okay. <clears throat> what would hypercolor t-shirts do when you touch them? And it has a bunch of pictures of things, so. Okay. Do you want me to tell you the things? Multiple choice? If that's beat. how you want to do it. Do you know the answer? I do know the answer. Okay, so wait a beat. Uh, All right, go ahead. It changes colors. Boop, 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 boop. You did it. Boop. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, honestly, like I, I, I would have guessed it, but like because of the fact that you covered it, I immediately was like, oh, Lisa did this. Oh, hell yeah. I know exactly what hypercolor shirts do. I know all <laughs> hypercolor shirts do. Nasty ass shirts. Nasty boys. Which of the following songs was not a hit single by the Spice Girls in the 90s? So this one is multiple choice because it has to be. Say You'll Be There. Okay. Barbie Girl. To Become One. Wanna Be. Way to Beat. The answer is B, Barbie Girl. Boop, 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 boop. You got it. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. I I knew it. The amazing thing, Lisa, I got that one right too. I was like, that's not by Barbie Girl. So you the last stupid, one's the one you got wrong? Uh, it is, well, yeah, it's the last one. So Okay. Um, which character from Saved by the Bell had the supernatural ability to stop time? Beat. All right, go ahead. Had the ability to, oh, I guess Zach did. Yep. Because he, he would pause sometimes. That's Freeze. right. He did do that. <laughs> that's right. I forgot he did that. I was just like, uh, Screech? But no, it was definitely Zach that did it. Screech was just fucking weird. Screech was so. just weird, yes. Yeah. Uh, what internet message... Oh my god, I love this. What internet messaging system was released in 1996 and would feature a voice saying, uh-oh, anytime you received oh. a message? <laughs> I know this one. Can I say Wait it so beat? fast? Go. ICQ. Yeah! Yeah. I know. I was honestly like, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh my gosh, they did an ICQ reference. That's so dope. The funny thing is that this this quiz really would be literally impossible for like anyone else from any other time period. Like, like at Correct. least for like half of these. What album was Nirvana's hit single "Smells Like Teen Spirit" from? I know the answer. All right. Never mind. Right. You did it. Congratulations. Okay, I thought it was, I was like the, the fact that you didn't answer right away. I was like, oh shit, did I get that wrong? Because we covered that on the show and I covered it on, on no skips. So, okay. No, I would Ooh, definitely brutally shit. make a buzzer noise if you were wrong. <laughs> Thank uh, you. What band, okay, this, what band scored a big hit with their 1994 video of, for their song, Buddy Holly? Way to beat? Yep. Weezer. Yep. I know every Ooh, single one the of these in Weezer my boys. soul. They are very handsome. What haircut was made famous by a character on a 1990 sh- hit show and then and then named after them? What haircut was made? Was was made famous by a character on a 1990s hit show, and then it was named after them. Okay. Oh, uh, the Rachel. Yep. Nice. Thank you. I will say there's a few of these that, that like that you haven't had to do multiple joys on any ones except the ones that required them. Yeah. Okay, this is a terrible one. These are not roller skates. What are they? I'll let you guess, but you can because you can't see the picture that I'm looking at. But 
they're they're not roller skates. Are wait, okay, this could they go a lot of different with directions. Four wheels in a straight line. Roller blades. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah, I was like, going to say roller blades to begin with. Like... Broken roller skates, road hockey <laughs> skates, skater blades, roll skates, or roller blades. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was adorable. The Macarena was crazy popular in the 1990s. What musical act is responsible for the song and dance? Beat. Okay. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Okay, I'll take the multiple choice. I was going to give you multiple choice on that. It, yeah. Ricky Martin. The Gypsy Kings, Madonna, Los Del Mar. Los Del Mar. Beep, 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 beep. I, you did I it. I just could. I was like, I knew it was Los Del something. Yeah, but I, I did not know more. I had to. I had to look at the choices. Fortunately, I like it when the choices make it so impossible to miss. Um, Correct. This talking and singing fish hit the market in 1998 and became a huge fad at the end of the decade. What is its name? <gasps> oh my gosh! What is that son of a bitch called? I love that thing. Don't I'll take worry. multiple choice. I'll be take, happy. Billy Bass Badmouth. Big Billy Bass Mouth. Big Mouth Billy Bass. Bad Mouth Bass Billy. I think it was the first one. Which one's that? Oh. I don't Bill- remember Oh, let me the see. Words. I'll tell you the ones that I said. The first one was Billy Bass Badmouth? Yes. Oh, Lisa, I'm so sorry. What it's the big, fuck? It's, what big the- ma- it's Big Mouth Billy Bass. Big Mouth Billy Bass. Go to hell, Big Mouth Billy Bass. Oh, sorry, Son of a Lisa. bitch. That's okay. I hey, listen. Have... If there's one thing that I would say that people would not be too disappointed in you for is is knowing the name of just the dumbest thing ever. Well, because I got all the words right. They were just in different order. Yeah. And that's the thing. Stupid. I will say this. Those things were fucking rad for like 10 minutes. My favorite mm-hmm. thing was when they started to short out. And they'd mm. be like, go, raw, 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 raw. Those are my favorite. I still die on those videos. Go ahead. Nice. This is another one with pictures. Unfortunately, I forgot these have pictures. Large water guns like these were referred to as what? But it's pretty obvious. Okay. Is it just a Nerf, wait, Nerf blaster? Nerf no, gun? Nerf? Water guns. A super soaker. Super soaker. There you go. Okay. Thank you. It's nice when you don't even need the that. pictures. I was like, I was like, technically, yeah. Okay. Tybo was all over in the place in the 90s. What is the name of the man? God, I hate. I keep doing this thing with oh. the picture in here. And that is the face of Tybo workout in the nineties. I can give you multiple choice oh, on that. Oh no, I, I think I know his name, and I'll okay. take a beat. Pretty sure it's Billy Blanks. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's Billy fucking Blanks. Congratulations! Damn, I'm surprised. Crushing I knew it. that. Oh, here's wow. another one for you. Suzanne Summers, another one you've covered, mm. appeared in numerous advertisements for this popular product from the nineties. What's its name? Way to beat, mm-hmm. Thigh Master. I love that one of them was. Okay, here's the other option, just so you know. I need to hear these. The Thigh Blaster. Okay. The George Foreman Grill. (laughs) The Thigh Crafter and the Thigh Shaper. And I will let you know, it does have a picture of it with her between her legs, and they still give George Foreman Grill, which I love. (laughs) I'm really impressed that they just threw... Someone had a blast throwing that one in the Mm -hmm. option. Yeah. Yeah. Girl group TLC did not want people chasing these in the lyrics to their 1994 hit single. What is the song's name? Waterfalls. Yup. Such a good song. You crushed it. I'm proud of you. Yes. Except okay. for Big Mouth, Billy Bad, Bitch Mm-mm. Ass. One more. Blank. One more. Oh, ooh. What Elton John song is the highest grossing hit music single of the 90s? Okay. Way to beat. Candle in the Wind. God damn. Oh my God. The pictures of him are haunting. Um, but yes, that is correct. I uh, yes. I didn't know. So I, uh, I, I guessed... <laughs> I guess Rocket Man. Candle, Candle in the Wind was a uh, Lady Di or uh, Princess Diana oh, tribute. Oh, that's believe. right. So that's why it okay. was such a big deal. People gotcha. loved Princess Diana with her beautiful hair and her yeah, perfect smile. And okay, but that's the end of the everything. quiz. So at least we tied. I will say that we both got uh, fourteen and fifteen. So I'll take um, that. So yeah, so that's that. pretty good. Especially because I'm like I'm like in a different world. Like I feel like you should have gotten Big Mouth Billy Bass right. Yes, so, I feel like I should have. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank but, you for throwing me a bone there. And yeah. thank you for the quiz. That's always super fun. I've Absolutely. always been one of those neurotic people that loves doing quizzes. So You just proved I'm to people that it. you're real smart and cool. No, I just like to talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> <That's my thing. laughs> so so all those quizzes on MySpace, when that was a thing, I was like, I can't wait to tell you about the, my favorite song of the week or something. So, <laughs> okay, my thing. My, 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 my turn. My, what? the office. Um, oh. Andy, have you ever looked in the mirror and been like, damn, boy, 
Yeah. I'm looking fine today. Have I, you ever I been like, I look it, fine. But I don't want to say it again. Like, I'll, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done it so, before. So, yeah. so okay. But, but like, okay, so maybe there have been some days you're like, I feel pretty good. But like, have you ever subsequently thought, no, hold on, no, wait. I look so good that some of the articles of clothing that I'm wearing um, need need to actually go. Never if you've answered- <laughs> in my entire life has I ever thought that. Ever. Neither have I, but some people have. And that's a very sweet thing. I'm very proud of those people. They've made tremendous strides in life, I'm sure, mm-hmm. I guess, if that's what you call it. But um, if you answered yes to that, then you can easily identify with a song that some of uh, that 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 I'm covering today. And that song is. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Oh, too my sexy God. For my shirt. So sexy. It hurts. That's enough. It is That's enough. enough. It is enough, Lisa. It's enough. I, I could just stop there and not talk. Yeah, more, no, but I'm I was going gonna to say. I mean, I I like the lead in though because I because I do also know what it's like to just be like, I'm just too sexy for this. <laughs> Ooh, gosh, this this great Gatsby shirt that used to belong to my husband. <laughs> great Gatsby. I'm wearing. I'm literally wearing a shirt that has the great Gatsby cover on it right now because I just like t-shirts at night i'm a t-shirt at nights kind of gal you know mm-hmm. and uh but sometimes i'm just like no fuck this shirt and just no shirt and be like i'm too sexy for the great gatsby shirt and so you just don't have a shirt anymore but that's not something that's ever happened to me so <sighs> that's right i'm covering i'm too sexy by the band right said fred that was the name of the group that made that song right said fred this ridiculous hit that has been stuck in our heads despite our best efforts. Sometimes it just comes into your head and it just doesn't go. It dropped on July 15th, 1991. I, I know that we like... We it's my covered... birthday. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Happy no, birthday. It's not. You're just not... Well, I thought yeah, I was saying, you're July 14th. Sorry. Oh, wait. We don't it talk is, about birthdays. But I realize it's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Moving on. Yeah. So the band this song we cover a lot of songs that come out later in the 90s we talk about mm-hmm. a lot of stuff this late 90s i wanted to dig back into 90 91 i was like no i'm too sexy is like the best track to cover on this show so right said fred is made up of fred and richard fairbrass two very sexy brother well i don't find them sexy but some people did a lot of people did in the 90s and they found themselves too sexy they're from london and I feel like that explains a lot in and of itself because so sexy. I feel like everybody that comes from London is just like hella sexy. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm probably wrong. I, I mean, I, yeah, I don't have enough experience wrong. of London people to know that, but. London people. <laughs> Those are London Johnny people. folk. I always get all the accents wrong, so I'm not going to do anything. For I, I forbid myself I'm from too doing... sexy. That's the Lisa impression of a British person. Oi, mate. Oi, I'm, I'm too, too sexy. sexy for this shirt. I... I'm too too sexy in it. Maybe I get a little bit more like this then. Oh, shit. It's Baby Spice. Again. It's Baby Spice. I'm back <laughs> for the I'm too sexy song. Oh, I'm too sexy. I was oh, just a wee lass when this one this dropped. We fully oh so bad we should forbid ourselves from ever doing this look this song was their debut track okay and it took the world by storm like it hit number one in australia austria canada ireland new zealand and the united states um apparently the song stems from there was there was a time that fred and richard owned and operated a gym in london where they noticed that like a lot of people are like posing and and like taking off their shirts and posing and then one day richard was like look at me i'm so funny he took his shirt off and he's like i'm too sexy for my shirt and then that boom history was made and by the way one thing i learned about this was they originally recorded this this track as an indie rock song excuse me i literally wrote excuse me i'm too sexy I'm too sexy for my shirt. Because, and then it turned into this complete debaucherous song. That's just—it's just so ridiculous. It's one of—it's—it's it's just one of the most ridiculous tracks I've ever heard, ever recorded. Because it's such—I mean, it, it's just a parody, and it was never meant to be serious. And I don't think it was ever taken seriously. And it was just. 
if anyone did take it seriously, I feel so bad for that person because they were wrong. I mean, they put, I'm too sexy for your party, too sexy for this song, and too sexy it hurts. Like, they didn't think, you know what, that's all true. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm too sexy for the song that I am currently writing as we speak. Yeah. No, they're they're right. I'm looking in the mirror today, and my goodness, by golly, I am certainly too attractive for all of this that's happening. So, um, I when it when they did rework the song, though, they used a riff from Jimi Hendrix's track "Third Stone from the Sun," which I didn't know. So, a little bit of music information there. I just needed to bring up this track. We just needed to acknowledge that it happened like a blemish on our faces. It's something that we cannot look past. It is with us always. Right, said Fred's, I'm too sexy. There's some of these things that, like, when you said the word song and then that came on, I was like, well, (laughs) is it a song? I mean, like, this thing is, like, technically, yes, it's a song. I have just never thought, like, that's a song, like, something that I would turn on on a a compact disc and be like, I'm going to listen to this in, like, I'm going to put it in my playlist, like, as a song to listen to because it's good and fun and I enjoy it musically. It's like, it is like a theme thing only. Like I've never heard it just like casually on. No, no one's ever put this on on purpose (laughs) that, that like, like that wasn't just trying to be weird and ironic. So right. Said Fred 91, that track is 600 years old this year. Happy 700th birthday. Right. Said Fred. Yeah. Wow. That's, That's, uh, that's amazing. So, um, so yeah, so now that we've done that, um, I guess we can just cancel the podcast. We're done. We did it. We did everything. (laughs) That was the last thing. That was the last thing there was to do. And we are both too sexy for this podcast. And then it just shuts off and then nobody ever hears from us again. Yep. That's it. The page is canceled. We delete our Facebooks, Instagram and everything. Yes. We go out with a, a, a whimper, not a bang. Yeah, we implode so. like a black hole. So, anyways, just like a black hole, we're going to go uh, take a break. <laughs> we're going to, yes, black As holes take black a break. Black holes are want that? to do. Yes, they love breaks. It's like their number one jam. So, yeah, let's do that. We'll come back with poll results from last week and then get into this week's court case, which is ridiculous and I cannot wait to talk about it. Bye, sweetie. Bye. Hey, 90s Court listeners, Lisa here. I'm here to talk to you really quickly about a product that I absolutely love and I've used every single day for years and years and years. Let me hit you with a couple of scenarios. Perhaps you're miserable because your partner snores like crazy, or maybe you're a night shift worker who can't get proper sleep during the day, or maybe you live in a really loud and busy downtown area. There's hope for you, and it comes in the form of sleep phones from Acoustic Sheep. I'm not lying when I say I've been using them religiously for years, and they're the sole reason I'm not a crazy person suffering from insomnia. Sleep phones are just ultra soft headphones and a headband that are extremely bed friendly. Side sleepers can also rejoice for you can comfortably block out the sounds of the world while getting some soothing noise-free sleep without hurting your ears. They even have wireless Bluetooth options so you don't get tangled up in cords overnight. I personally connect mine to my phone each night and listen to some white noise to drown out my partner's snores. I'm telling you, I've gifted them to night shift nurses, in-laws, basically anybody with ears that values a good night's sleep. They even have options now that come preloaded with binaural beats or deeply relaxing ASMR content. So you can find something that's just right for you and maybe not even have to connect to your phone at all if you don't want to. Andy and I both use these now and we'd love to help you get some rest too. Go to sleepphones.com and use the code 90 score to get $10 off your order of $39 or more. That's sleepphones.com and the code is 90SCOURT. Sweet dreams. Like it or not, we're back. Bitches, we love you. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like I told him I've been we've been listening to so much '90s rap lately that I, I just she I, can't I'm, be cattle accountable for her actions. She's out of control. I'm, uh, I'm so hey, gang, thank you guys for sticking around to the second half. I know the part that you always stick around for because you love it so much. Mm-hmm. Those poll results, though, and what a what a heated what a heated poll it was this week. Um, <laughs> As uh, Half-Baked and Dirty Work faced off in epic combat um, on Facebook and Instagram because despite being on the show, I forgot again to put it on Twitter because my life's in shambles. Um, So Facebook, uh, Half-Baked versus Dirty Work, Facebook said, 
what is dirty work? <laughs> <laughs> and, That's exactly and found what dirty they work said. guilty of <laughs> uh, of just like work? literally like the most severe punishment they could think of. Eighty three percent to seventeen percent half baked. Oh, Fuck. Uh, really Instagram brutal. Instagram was like, we'll just do one life sentence instead of two. Uh, so they did 73% to 27%. Um, I can't imagine that Twitter would have been much better. So I don't think it would have been a huge difference, but, um, yeah, that was, uh, it was rough. I even voted <laughs> for dirty work cause I saw how bad it was. I was like, oh, I might as well vote for the one I actually enjoyed more. Cause after watching True. both of them, I was like, you know what? I think dirty work was, uh, was a funnier movie currently to rewatch. Half baked. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. But I think a lot of people were right though. Is that you are you like you you like uh, Norm Macdonald or you don't? And it's not that you maybe don't. It's just that half baked is so. It's just it's just so like <clears throat> it's it's just so perfect in its own way. Like it, it's so it's it was so much more popular. So. It was and it was and it was the the thing is at the time it was such a novel and interesting concept that hadn't really been done as much i mean it had been done mm-hmm. before i was like cheech and chong shit and everything like that but like not as frequently and as in the public eye and so it was right. a very novel thing versus dirty work which was just fucking hilarious so correct true but you know what else is funny fucking mm-hmm. abc kids shows or whatever the fuck yours was on but yes. <laughs> That good claw filter energy. Breaking news. We have a court case. Uh, after a after a low speed chase, uh, these two children were found guilty of, uh, or not guilty. They weren't convicted yet, but they were, uh, they were stand accused of murder, um, which is Pepper Ann and Angela Anaconda. One of them does sound more guilty than the other, as one of them is named after a very large snake. Correct. Um, I would be suspect of her. Yes. So, so Lisa is going to be covering the super sus one with Angela Anaconda, and I'm going to be covering the adorably named one, Pepper Ann. Um, was Angela Anaconda? You'll tell me. I'll yes. find out soon. So I'll tell uh, you all the things. So Lisa is going to start us out with Angela Anaconda, and I'm going to talk about Pepper Ann, a show which I'd never seen either of them, so I'm very happy to talk about mine, but Lisa is going to talk about hers first. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Angela Anaconda. I'm covering a show... I watched religiously for some reason. Mm. I don't know why because we'll talk about that. But I had a love-hate relationship with this show. And I'm I'm covering Angela Anaconda. Like I said, if you missed Angela Anaconda or if it's ringing a bell just a little bit but you don't exactly know what it was, let me refresh your memory. Okay? Angela Anaconda was a terrifying, gross, fucking mess of a show where they used black and white photos of kids' faces lightly recolorize them and then use like cut out mouths and eyes and other body parts t- when they would move around or talk okay but it was animated this yes is enough i know of a fucking haunting nightmare that i'm gonna google it real quick because i had n- yeah. no idea yeah it's you it's awful andy um it was animated it was a horrific cut out animated nightmare that i refused not to watch for some reason um now let's Back up real quick before we get more into that specific detail. The show originally aired in October of 1999 and ran until December 2001. So like the very tail end of the decade for us. Um, The show ran on Fox Family Channel, which is where I watched it, but was apparently also on Nickelodeon, which I have no recollection of, and stars kids and family, um, which is not something I know about. It's a Canadian Mm. cartoon, if that tells you anything. Yeah, I mean, it sounds north. like that sounds like uh, uh, the all the Canadian people. You know, honestly, maybe that's what South Park based its Canadian people off of. Was actually no, South Angela Park Anaconda. came out at like, the same time as them, but yeah, no, the uh, South Park was way before this. Was this was ninety nine? South Park oh, was like ninety six or something, right? Like mm, okay. maybe not quite that early, but it feels early. Um, when it comes to the. I don't even know what to say about this show. I don't There's so many things I have issue with. Um, when I talk about it being a Canadian show, it, ma- it makes me wonder because the, the cadence in, in like the way that Angela Anaconda and other people spoke in the show, it was so odd because she would be like, they never called each other just like Angela or rarely called each other like Angela or Nan- Nanette or they'd be like 
Angela and Anaconda are like Gina Lash or Nanette Manoir. And they were always using full name to be like, and you will think about this and then you will do this and you will know because I am the one that said that you did this, Nanette Moore. Like the, the way so that they, they very enunciate, like they use every word, everything, no conju- all yeah. of them. Wow. It felt like there were no conjunctions and, or con- and conjugation. It, yeah, I was con- trying to think of yes. the word. Yeah. Uh, whatever the case is, it was not, it just wasn't, it didn't, it didn't feel right coming back to rewatch it this week. Um, so just like with Pepper Ann, this is actually a cool through line. I didn't think I knew before I suggested that these two together, both shows, Angelina Connor and Pepper Ann were created by Sue Rose and Sue Rose voice acted Angela as well. I was going to say, I was going to, so, when I, when I pull, typed in the thing, I, I pulled up the picture of Sue Rose and I was like, I was like, that's a, that's a handsome woman. And I know that's a weird thing to say just out of nowhere, but, but she, she has a very good picture that she posted on there. So mm-hmm, that's a weird thing to say, but that was my first thought when I saw her. Sorry. You know what? I love the knee jerk reactions out of you, Andy. I love it. Um, the characters of the show, our leading lady was Angela Anaconda herself, a like lanky, messy haired, redheaded, freckled a fucking girl. nightmare. Yeah. The fucking nightmare of a child with a freckled face and an orange, like jumper dress. Um, what I like about her is that she has a female dog named King, which is amazing. Um, and she has two complete idiot twin brothers, uh, a little sister, and two parents. And one thing I noticed that, that I only saw her dad show up in one episode that I watched, but he was an inventor in that episode as well. And I was like, what is with 90s cartoon dads being inventors of shit? Don't you guys just have yeah, jobs? Yeah, that's definitely a Tommy Pickle thing. Yeah, I mean, or yeah. uh, not Tommy Pickle, but his dad, Stu Pickles. Yeah, thank you, Stu. Yeah, Stu Pickles. Man, they have and, a, uh, just real quick, I just wanted you to know, ahead. they have a, I was flipping through the different pictures of Angela Anaconda, and one of them is Angela Anaconda Horror Game, and they have her eyeballs just cut out, and so it's just her with just like black sockets where her eyes would be. That's it's the single most, like, I can terrifying. see it in my head, even though I've never seen the picture, I can see what you just described, and... Mm-hmm. I'm not sleeping tonight. Yep. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so Angela is is just, you know, yeah, she's a lot. Uh, she's very imaginative. She's very kind of quirky and silly. Um, and then uh, she has an arch nemesis, Nanette Menoir, a curly, blonde, preppy little brat who always gets what she wants. And she wears a little beret. And she has a stupid fucking little poodle dog named Ulala. I know. Her it's hair is out of control, too. Her hair is out of control perfect, because she's perfect, and her name is Nanette Manoir. Okay? Get it, get it through Mais your oui. head, Clive Felter. Oui, oui. Ooh la la. Then we have Gina Lash and Johnny Abadi, who are Angela's closest friends. Okay? Um, Johnny is of Italian descent and wears his hair like, like Pompadour style, and he mm-hmm. secretly has a big crush on Angela. And he always Ooh. picks his nose, and he always oh. you, he always uh, shoots spitballs everywhere. Super cool. And then Gina, Gina Lash, is a brainy little girl who has a strong appetite and worships the mascot for the local ice cream truck, Tasty Squirrel. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? That's like one she of her just, like one of her few defining character traits is that yeah, she, she loves worships... cupcakes and she worships the Tasty Squirrel mascot. Wow. You're just going to have to get on that. You're just going to have to get on her wavelength, okay? Like, you just think, like, normally when you define a character, you give them, like, two or three defining traits, and the fact that one of them is that is remarkable. Right. It's just, it's just, that's just the kind of girl Gina was, is, will always be. Um, Then there's Gordy Reinhardt, who's, like, a little nerdy boy with asthma, kind of always, like, um, just poo-pooing everything. There's a little side character named Josephine Praline, who's super religious. Like, she kind of comes off like a nun, um, and her, her stuff is always really funny. And then finally, there's uh, all these kids' teacher, Mrs. Brinks, who adores Nanette because she kisses all of her ass and then always punishes Angela because she thinks she's just like a dirty street rat kid. And she makes her like clap erasers all the time, which is probably giving her lung disease. So thanks, Mrs. Brinks, for killing our main character so early on in her life. Like, you're just the worst, Mrs. Brinks. She's so she's so shitty. So many so many clapping erasers. Wow, that's so that's a that's a thing I have not thought about in a very long time. Clapping erasers. Yeah. Been thinking about clapping ass too much, but everyone's talking about clapping erasers and, and Angela Anaconda. 
I just wanted an excuse to say clapping ass. I'm so oh, sorry. That's fine. I'm just um, I'm looking at a lot of fun pictures of like just different other things with just Angela Anaconda just beating the shit out of Nanette. Like I bet Nanette. it feels there's it's just so, so many different and she has there's one where she's holding a gun to her. Like just a bunch oh of my gosh. interesting like people really just took this in some really interesting directions and I'm loving it right now oh, while, well, while I know. I'm listening to your thing. I know I'm doing this later in the show. I'm going to be looking this up later. So the characters aside, the show, every episode takes this trajectory almost exactly. Okay. Angela Anaconda is doing something. Nanette Munoir finds whatever Angela Anaconda is doing stupid. And then she makes fun of it. And then Angela and Nanette end up fighting and Angela gets mad and goes on her weird revenge daydream sequence, which she always does every single episode uh, against Nanette. And then in the end, Angela does one thing or something happens where she comes out on top and Nanette does not the end. That's every single episode. Every single episode. Copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. This is the show. Okay. So something I didn't think about... uh, until this week was just how much Angela and Annette were fucking obsessed with each other. Okay. It's just the wildest thing to go back and watch this and be like, you guys like they couldn't do shit without commenting on each other or about each other or thinking about each other. And now as an adult, I'm like them hoes most definitely hooked up together in college <laughs> because they were so obsessed with each other. Like, please, girls. I'm so glad that you said it and that I didn't have to because that was I was yeah. totally thinking that. No, like, girls, please just kiss. Get it out of your system so you can move on and stop worrying about each other all the time. Like, I've, the, the fact that, like, they're so obsessed with what the other one is doing at all times is just like, you guys just need to get it out. Like, have it out a little bit. But... Aside from that tangent, the show is just weird. The show is just weird. I'm surprised someone ever approved this horrible monstrosity to be made. What they did is because the characters are painfully unattractive, painfully unpleasant to look at. Like Nanette with her gray face but colored blonde hair and the blue. She's got these big ass dimples. And what they did was they took pictures one day. They had kids and people come in, take, they took pictures of their faces and then they would morph their faces a little bit. So like, you know, Angela Anaconda's jawline is way up Mm -hmm. and like her eyes are spaced out more and her, you know, they just made them more cartoon like, but these were real people's faces and man. Yeah. And like growing up, I thought like her friend's face, like the little, like the, the, the brainy one or whatever. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what I thought growing up was that they just found the super cool old yearbook and like, yoink, we're just going to use these people's faces. Uh, but no, they used real people's faces. And apparently some of these people are still working actors and actresses to this day, some more famous than others, but no one we know. Um, and so what they would do is that they would, they would, what was interesting about the animation of the show was that with those pictures and whatnot, they had 2D characters. And faces and whatnot. So, like, they would have, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, those those people would have to come in and take pictures of, like, making, you know, all these different sounds with their mouths, like, or, or, mm, or, e, or, you know, so that they could have these cut out mouths working like that. But then they put uh-huh. them into a 3D environment. So, the show was kind of, like, two and a half D, which sucks. I don't know. But I don't know. I, I, I just, just watching this show, it just doesn't feel good. It's like eating... A two-day-old sand, like tuna sandwich, like it's probably okay, but you know in your gut that nothing about this situation is right. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like none of this should be happening. Like, you had where to did this really, tuna sandwich really convince yourself it was okay. Yeah, you'd have to be like, no, because at this point, this came out in '99. I was 14. I was 14 years old and watching this show. It's like, I. <sighs> what and that's i, I think that's like, part of the reason a lot of these shows like i did i missed them is because i was like a little bit older by the time that they came out too so that did not stop me apparently apparently not i was so into just garbling like gargling trash like cartoon trash in the late 90s because that was like the end of my cartoon 
life and the entering of like listening to follow the leader by corn and <laughs> things were taking a really hard sharp right turn that was scary and upsetting so um but for some reason i just let the show infiltrate my schedule regularly and and this is my worst admission i've ever made on the show that i watched this at the age of 14 and Man. and that's angela anaconda it's on um you can stream some episodes on youtube um I watched a couple of ep- I watched several episodes, but there was one that I watched where it was like, "Whoa, that's a super crazy stereotype, and you could never ever air this show." Like they had comments turned off on the episode. I was like, "Okay, yeah, that was probably oh, for the that best." Checks out. <laughs> um, and I was like, "You can't, you can't do that. <laughs> you cannot do that." Um, but but some of the episodes, if you want to watch this horrible nightmare, live this living nightmare as we approach October, um, Angela Anaconda, you can find episodes on YouTube. So go for it. Wow. There you go. Wow. Well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa, for, for subjecting yourself to that. I mean, especially because, yes. like, I was like, Lisa, hey, can you pick, like, some things this week? And so she just threw that out there. I was like, okay, sure. Even though I'd never seen any of them. And then apparently she watched a thing that she absolutely hated. Um, yes. And uh, and I'm here to tell you about Pet Brand, if that's okay. Hell yeah. Please do. So I want to tell you about Pet Brand because the, the funny thing is, is that as the person who didn't choose this and was like i guess i'll i guess i'll watch it or whatever i thought pepper ann fucking ruled it's such a good show <laughs> i'm telling it you this rules. i had never seen this show and i am 36 and i just watched pepper ann it was just like this show's pretty this show is like watchable to the point where i i for like i had to just kind of you know watch a few episodes like i was watching one like briefly and then like i just like after I got home from work at night, just like was doing something else and then just had it on or whatever. And just mm-hmm. was like, just found myself watching it. And I watched the entire, like all of a sudden I, it must've been the first season or something. Cause it was like 13 episodes that I watched or something. Like I was just, oh my gosh. I mean, I also like, you know, I wasn't paying attention to all of it, but like ended up watching quite a bit of it. And the entire time was thinking like this show is so much less kiddie than I was expecting it to be. Like, not like, oh my gosh, it's hardcore, but it, like, I just always assumed from the looks of it that it was going to be like way more like younger kiddish than like Nicktoons or whatever, you know, like some of the stuff we watched there. Yes. But it was really, honestly, I would say more accessible as an adult than the Nick, some of the Nicktoons are now. Because mm-hmm. um, they had some jokes in there and some references that were so like, there is a 0% chance I would have gotten those as a teenager or a kid that I totally got Isn't at that this funny? age that were, were great. Yeah, so so Pepper Ann, uh, part of Disney's One Saturday Morning on ABC, yes. it ran from 1997 to 2000, 65 episodes, five seasons. Um, so again, as someone who, the only thing that I knew about the, this show was the following. Was that was Pepperan Pepperan Million? Um, but yeah, that's just funny. Like, I, it is nice also that uh, this was on Disney Plus. By the way, if you ever want to watch it, it's on Disney Plus. Um, that's it. That Disney Plus does not ask you if you're still watching. Like, we know you're just you're just doing something else and just have this shit on the background. We won't ask you. We'll just leave it running. You're uh, doing so, a nostalgia binge. This yeah, has nothing I, to do with watching. It's, it's just pl- present. You yeah. just want it in the background to feel better about yourself as you're crying and eating pizza. Yes. So, um, so anyway, so I will say, yeah, it, it really, like I said, in addition to the, the jokes being fairly accessible a lot of the times, I mean like, and it's funny because like, I think now about like shows, even like on Nickelodeon and stuff that were like, middle school things because like they're made by adults so clearly like they're making fun of kind of themselves as kids is like all the shit that they used to worry about and like we're obsessed with and everything like that because it really is just kind of poking fun at yourself or just middle schoolers you know like and how yes. how important things were to us and everything and, it, and they do a very good job in retrospect thinking of like ways and different eccentricities and things that were awkward weird uncomfortable as kids and everything and so i would compare this to almost a mix between like a hey arnold and a doug like it had elements kind of of both in there um Mm -hmm. at least those were the two shows that i'm familiar with that kind of seemed a little bit more in line with this so um so i'll give you a little bit of a description because i started typing a bunch of notes for episode one 
and then ended up just going on a binge and watching a bunch of them. So I have a bunch in episode one and then just forgot to take notes on the other ones. So we'll yes. discuss a little bit. So uh, Pepper Ann is now in middle school. Uh, she's got the big, large hair and the and the freckles and stuff. Um, and she's really into being rad and cool. Uh, so she's super worried about her school yearbook photos um, as they flash through a series of her fail burgers over the years of taking bad, of yeah. taking bad pictures. Um, and, but she's like, this year I'm going to fucking nail it. I'm going to fucking crush it. Cause I'm in middle school now. Like, and apparently like being in seventh grade, it's like a big deal. Um, I think that's also part of it is making the point of it being in, in middle school. Like that's the most irrelevant thing in the world. <laughs> like the most irrelevant thing, like from going from sixth grade to seventh grade is nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, right. but at the time we totally thought it was a big deal. So, so the principal or whatever just randomly sees, He's a fucking adult, and he sees, like, these girls talking after school, including Pepper Ann. He's like, I heard about you and your fucking yearbook shenanigans, how you take bad photos. My yearbook has won the best yearbook, like, six years running, and if you fuck this up, I'll fucking murder you. Um, Verbatim what he said. I watched this episode, too. It was a weird first episode, and they never cursed again, but just in the first episode. (laughs) They're like, what if we made this, like, Y7 or something instead? So they switched it after that. Um but the immediately <laughs> so uh so obviously they're so she's like oh shit okay she's like don't worry i got it and then immediately after that uh fucking pink eye pete who they like bring him up like twice in the show from what i saw so it's upsetting. just a kid that is just a very upsetting character to look at which is just a nerdy kid with who just has pink eye all the time and has just 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 like pus like leaking from his eyeball and he like he just like holds up this thing that's like dripping kaleidoscope and says, want to look at my kaleidoscope? And Pepper Ugh. Ann, who is just getting ready to take yearbook photos soon, and it's like, fuck. And she runs away um, because she's like, oh, I, you know, what if I got too close to him or something? So she runs and she dunks her head in a sink in the girl's bathroom because that's what you do to avoid getting pink eye. Um, and then she lifts her of head course. out of the sink and immediately has a pimple on her forehead. Based on nothing. Just suddenly she has it. That's that how it works. she didn't have seconds ago. So obviously her life's falling apart and everything's going to shit. <laughs> um, so they, but then they announced that everybody with the names L through O, please report to the gym for pictures right now. Luckily she's off the hook because she starts with P. You might be thinking her name's Pepper Ann. That's her first name. Why would, like, what's her last name? Her last name is, uh, is Pearson. So that's why. Oh. So fucking Pearson is good to go, but she's got to figure out what the fuck she's going to do about this pimple sitch by tomorrow. Um, so P- Pepper Ann says, fuck this zit. I'm shit. Pup, not shit, actually. Fuck this zit. I'm going to die, which um, honestly isn't far from reality. Um, Correct. It's amazing. So honestly, as a high, as a grade school or anything like that, and even a high schooler and all that stuff, I can personally attest, I don't know how it is that that we let these pimples and zits cause so much damage, but for some reason, at least for me, like just every time I got one, it would end up being worse than it should have been. Like like by the yes. like by the time it's done, I will have ended up fucking it up or doing something that made it like a fucking scar <laughs> because I'm a fucking yes. idiot kid. Um so anyway, so she because of the fact she has a zit, so she occasionally, kind of like Doug, daydreams of, like, dramatizations of, she's like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to work at the pizza oven for the rest of my life because I'll be ugly and have a zit. And so they cue a uh, quick uh, aside of her wearing a Phantom of the Opera mask, shoveling coal into a pizza oven because that's how pizza, that's how pizza that's how places works. work. Right. Um, you always get the Igor person to do the pizza yeah. making. And that's yeah, that's that's where people go to die. Um, so the entire episode takes a weird left turn because it goes from the whole pimple thing to like, okay, so now she needs to get pimple cream because if you get pimple cream, apparently in this world, your pimple just disappears. So um, she's trying to get all these people to like try and figure out a way to get pimple cream, and her mom's like, all right, here you go, um, you can go get it yourself from Abe's Mall or something like that. And apparently, that's the lamest mall in the world to go to. And she's like, if I go there and someone sees me, I will literally die. Um, and Which I didn't understand, but okay. yeah, it was weird. But so she, um, finally decides, okay, I'm going to fucking go because it, she's like, it's going to be fine because nobody else is going to be there because nobody goes to that fucking mall except for nerds and old people. Um, mm-hmm. but of course on her way there, every single person 
on the street which just shows up it's like where are you going pepper ann hey where are you going hey where are you going like just random cops and people like that um and she just runs and she finally gets there um she gets the the pimple cream she's wearing like a costume like completely covered up and stuff and she buys it and of course it doesn't scan so they're like price check on this like pimple cream or what i don't know what the brand is but uh the pimple cream and so everybody's like ha look at this fucking weirdo getting pimple cream and so just grabs it and runs out the door um that's called shoplifting it is shoplifting i mean it's like you've seen you've seen uh home alone you know (laughs) when you're just like something awkward happens you run away with a toothbrush um so then like apparently the the teacher which is weird randomly is like hey you guys really need to get this fucking pimple cream it's 50 percent off and it's at abe's mall or whatever right pepper ann and pepper ann's like i don't know what you're talking about she's like oh yeah of course you do. look here's a picture of you at the thing buying the pimple cream and everybody in her class is like wow what a fucking loser she has a pimple and she was at this mall um but luckily some randomly on tv the next day after she got ter- totally embarrassed some rad fashion guy who's on TV, is telling everyone that this fucking Aves Mall is the coolest place to hang out, and he loves this fucking pimple cream, because not only is it 50% off, but it makes his hair dope as fuck, because apparently he's using it for, like, lift his hair, and so all of a sudden, Pepper Ann's super rad again. And then at the last second, I remember something happened to make her not that cool again. It's kind of like they have to, like, keep balancing her out, like, by the end of it. So she's not too embarrassed, but not too cool. She's just kind of in the middle. Um... So, yeah, and the ups and downs is pretty much a common, kind of like how yours have a common thread. Every single time mm-hmm. it's always like a, she's super cool and then not cool. Or she's like something terribly embarrassing sapping and then it gets corrected. There's always like, she always mm-hmm. gets balanced and is kind of in the middle. Which, I mean, the song also kind of supports that too. Sure. Um, I will say this. I don't know if you like watch the song, the theme song, but every time on the theme song at the end, like in the video she'll like go under her her desk for a second at the end and there's mm-hmm. always some random thing that she finds there like sometimes it'll be like oh a dollar oh yes. a quarter and it'll, but it'll be different every episode i remember oh, that from when the show like... yeah i remember from when that originally aired being like that was such a weird little easter egg each yeah. time you know i, I just i just thought i'd mention that because i'm sure some people who who watch the show probably remember that or, or just forgot about it and just had that come back to them so yeah so yeah so the show had a bunch of wild apps um one of them was 100 percent about boobs um now you what? might be thinking that's weird that like that they would do that but it was so the beginning of the episode was the gym teacher was like all right girls so we're going to be doing trampoline tomorrow and you know what that means you gotta gotta make sure you have support and like all the girls like understand except Pepper Ann who like looks around and she's like oh fuck and everybody's like of course we've got support and Pepper Ann's like shit so she goes what the hell ask- are they talking about she goes around asking about support um and every time she kind of looks down at her chest every time they're talking about support um and so eventually she talks to her mom and she's like, oh, my honey, she's becoming a, a woman or whatever. And like they never say boobs. They never say bra or anything like that. They just hint at it the entire time by referring to it as support. Um, and they take her to the mall. And of course, again, it's more more times of her getting embarrassed because she's getting her first bra and everything like that. But again, they never say it out loud. It's just very well inferred. By right. the end of the episode, she's getting ready to get on the fucking trampoline and and the gym teacher's like so do you have support and she's like yeah and she's like well where is it and then she looks down and then gym teacher's like where is it and she's like and she points at herself and then she's like where is it and then she's like (laughs) right here and she just lifts her fucking shirt up and flashes are you serious yeah i mean it's off screen she just like pulls her shirt up or whatever and they're like all right and they send her to the principal's office and of you find course. it after the fact that apparently support in this situation, they actually meant like a spotter for the trampoline like to support oh, you. Oh, no. I don't know. It was clearly a stretch. Like it was so clear that they were talking about bras or whatever, but apparently she didn't understand. And at the end of it, like um, her her best friend or whatever, I don't remember his name, but uh, her best friend in the show, like he's like, yeah, they were saying we need to get support for like the baseball team or whatever. And then she's like, I'm not touching that. And then leaves. Um, so I guess they were talking about wangs. Um, I guess so. Maybe cups, or cups or something like that. So, 
So anyways, so they they took her boob shopping and I mean, like honestly the, boob the, the shopping. Sh- yeah, they took her boob shopping that episode, but there's a lot of other cool episodes. I mean, the other episodes they're all just random like, you know, they're nothing's like a huge big deal. I will say one of the episodes that was kind of like interesting because there's always shows like this that will have one episode that's weirdly like not serious, it's still funny, but you can tell that, like, for the right person, it was a very important episode, which was the one mm-hmm. where, like, because Pepper Ann's dad's, like, clearly her mom and dad separated or whatever. Because, uh, you know, again, yours is a weird one because your their parents were together, which is very unusual. Because, as we know, kids are always divorced or some kind of weird, like, some weird dynamic in, in a lot of movies and TV shows. Um, But, uh... But it was this one where, like, she talked to her dad on the phone because that's what will happen is she'll just get a call from her dad every once in a while, like, you know, on the phone. And they'll talk to her. And he said, like, he has a surprise for her. And so she is, like, positive that he's coming to Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. And so it's, like, this entire experience for being like, oh, he's coming. Just any time now he's going to come. And then more and more Aww. people. And it just keeps being this series of disappointments of, like, her keeping thinking, like, oh, that's him. Nope. Oh, that's him. Nope. And by the end of it, just being like, why doesn't dad care? Like, and, and realizing Aww. that, like, and she has these dramatizations in her brain of him just, like, you know, completely forgetting about her <laughs> and everything. Um, and then at the end, he calls on the phone and he's like, hello, daughter. And he has, like, he's, like, a very, like, almost, like, weird adventure British voice or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he's, uh, he's like, here's, I got the surprise for you. Turn on the channel three or whatever. And, and. You turn on channel three and apparently for some parade or event or something like that, um, there, the interviewer is talking to him and you're like, Hey, we got our eyes on the sky up here or whatever. What are you seeing? And she's like, I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to my daughter for the greatest daughter in the world, Pepper Ann. And so it was, a it was a cute little thing at the end, but yeah, so he didn't show up, but he, uh, he did have a different surprise for her and he did not forget about her. So it was kind of a nice thing I'm sure for, cause it's, it's a, a nice thing for, I'm sure kids who at the time had, you know, you know, divorced parents and everything like that. It's cause uh, I'm sure, or not just divorced parents, but parents who maybe they don't get to see as often. So, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, so I, I didn't have like a ton on this except just, I mean the, the episodes that I did watch, like I said, I was, I was happy to watch it. It was a pretty enjoyable show. They had some, interesting characters and everything pepper Ann was a was a very good uh protagonist i guess uh, you know <laughs> like like fighting the evils of just being a, in middle school mm-hmm. um and uh and yeah pepper Ann, it's a good show it was it. and what i liked about this show is the animation style the the characters didn't look like any other characters i'd really mm-hmm. seen before like maybe a little bit on doug but doug was so <laughs> weird these characters like they actually the pepper Ann crew actually looked cool which I couldn't well, understand. Well, I mean, like I like I would have maybe not Pepper and herself. She's cool now, but she uh-huh. wasn't cool then. But like her two friends, the blonde girl and the guy, they were mm-hmm. they seemed pretty dope actually. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I don't know. My friends weren't that cool. Shit. No. Take that. Uh, I mean, all my I, they friends. weren't. I know. I don't know who they are, but I know for a fact they weren't. You know for an absolute fact they weren't. Yep. Well, thank you for covering Pepper and uh, I, I really you for suggesting it. Yeah, I went back and watched a few episodes, including the 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 Zit one that you watched as well, and I was just like, "This show is so good! It I really know. is so good!" Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, Pepper Ann versus Angela Anaconda. It's as gonna if be a hard any choice, gang. So hard, but good luck with that. I know it's really tough to decide that, but I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up the show and take us out real quick. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Nineties Court mm-hmm. on Instagram at Nineties Dot Court, mm-hmm. Patreon dot com slash 90s court mm-hmm. uh we also have a merch store tpublic.com tee slash user slash the 90s court and if you would be so kind and so generous please leave us a five-star rating and review on apple podcasts itunes and Podchaser. is apple Podcasts, please. itunes the same, They're the thing. same thing yeah same thing that's okay so do that for us it would make us feel so good i've been non-stop listening to podcasts that i don't have any left to listen to um so now i'm just making them <laughs> for others just to burn time so so i don't have anything to rate and review because i've already listened to all my shows so oh, but it's beans. entering spooky season so we're getting all the spooky spooky season oh my gosh i forgot show. about that that's usually every every year i i go back and even though i listen to lore i just like i hop in there and just listen to all the back episodes that i didn't listen to all year 
right? I just I I'm listening to everything. If I'm listening to old shows, I've already listened to several times over just to be like, just give me the content. Keep just giving anything it to, me. to keep the demons away. Correct. So, but that's our show, guys. Awesome. Well, do you have any parting remarks before we depart? I'm too sexy for this podcast. Me too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Stay rad. 